Maya back again, guys. I have one more update for y'all. My Take now has a Patreon. I'm trying to expand the My Take community and also expand my earnings a little bit by creating a Patreon. We have three tiers, and in the top tier, we're actually starting a My Take book club. So anybody who joins, we're going to be reading a book together a month, and there's going to be monthly live streams and Discord benefits. So I'd really, really, really appreciate it if you could go check it out. The link is in the show notes. Hey guys, it's Maya, and I just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes Instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things. I'm doing more posts, more stories, and I also have to say I've started a new series called The Bottom Shelf, and it's video reviews, IGTV video reviews, and I think they're super fun, and they're all on the Instagram, so go follow my take on social media and specifically on Instagram at underscore my take. Fake dating is a trope, and enemies to lovers is a trope. Now, combine them into enemies to fake exes to lovers, and you get The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. It follows Shay and Dominic, who work at a radio station, and Shay comes up with the idea for The X Talk, which is basically a dating show hosted by exes, and since they argue all the time at work, their boss basically suggests that they pretend to be exes to host the show, and the book is so good. I totally blew through it. It was amazing. Definitely a classic rom-com, but fun twists on the stereotypical tropes, so I'm very excited to talk about it. Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I am Maya Gauche, and this is my take. As always with a book, we're going to start with a little bit on the writing, and the writing was good. One of the big things about Enemies to Lovers is the banter is always usually really, really amazing, and that did not disappoint here. The banter in this book was amazing. I also love Shay and her best friend Amina have this thing called what would a mediocre white man do and I love it. I love that phrase. It needs to be one of my new inspirational phrases because it's so true and more women need to start believing it. So I love that and basically my overall thing on the writing was it was easy to read but definitely not bad. Like not easy to read because it was so shit. Like easy to read because it's good and you just get into the flow of the story. So Now, moving on to the plot, we start with Dominic using beloved Booth C. So, Shay loves Booth C, and we see Dominic is using it, and she's, like, really pissed about it because it was her scheduled time or whatever. And we also, at this point, see that Shay is thinking about how sad it is that Dominic's amazing forearms are wasted on him. And I love that. I love how she's, like, this is also one thing I love about enemies to lovers or, like, 
when you don't want to be falling for somebody, you have to, like, the character always has to be like, I recognize that they're hot, but, like, in a totally objective way, and it's such a shame that they're hot because they're such a terrible person and their hotness is wasted on them. Like, that's such a cliche thing, but I love it so much, especially because there's also this, like, admission of, like, lust in the very beginning, whereas with traditional rom-coms, or not traditional rom-coms, but rom-coms that don't have these kind of tropes, it's usually more like oh shit, what the hell am I doing? Or, oh my god, I really like him or spending time with him, but we're just keeping things casual, you know, we're just gonna be friends. So, like, it's fun that we have the lust right out of the bat with this trope. And Dominic then adding on to the, like, he's taking over her Boussy is taking over Shay's show to break the news that the mayor in their town was using campaign funds to cover up a second family. And I feel like this plot line was a little bit wasted on the fact that it happened so early in the book because it was such a good plot line. And I was like, but I want to hear more about that as opposed to like, I mean, obviously that's not what we're here for, but we started with this amazing story and I was like, okay, but I would read that story and I would read a prequel about, oh my God, I've never thought about this, but now saying this out loud, I would totally read a prequel of Dominic doing all this investigative journalism and also thinking that Shay is hot from across the workroom the entire time. I mean, it would be a very angsty prequel, but I would read it. Yeah, I would definitely read it. But then, at the meeting, Shay pitches the X-Talk, and Dominic fucking hates it, which, like, fuck you, because it's objectively a good idea. And then Kent, who's a fucking sexist pig, and we hate him, and that's not the last time I'll be saying that in this episode, but he basically tells them that if they don't do it, then Shay will be laid off. Not precious male Dominic, but Shay will be laid off. And yet Dominic is still against it. I'm like, maybe this is just a me thing, but I'm like, if that was her job on the line, even if I was against it, I would be like, okay, maybe I'll do it because I don't want Shay to have to lose her job. You know, like if I have control and the ability to be like, okay, you know, I'll do something for you so you don't lose your job, I would do it. Maybe that's just me being a super nice person, or I try to be a super nice person, but I was very mad at him for that, and so then it did kind of work out, though, because Shay has to insta-stalk him. Well, it's technically Facebook, but I feel like insta-stalk is just a catch-all term for, like, stalking somebody online, and accidentally likes a pic, which I was freaking out right there with her because that is a nightmare, And then he sends her a friend request, seeing that she liked the picture. And then they go to dinner, and she's finally able to convince him to do it, which I was never worried that he wasn't going to agree to it, clearly, because the show is, or the book is called The X Talk, and, like, we know they do the show, but it was, like, I didn't expect it to be this difficult because it was the premise of the book. I thought we were just going to jump right into it. And then... Shay also adopts Steve Rogers, the dog, which I love that for her, and I love that she named him Steve Rogers, especially with, as I'm recording this, uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier just ended recently. I'm recording this on Monday. It ended on Friday. So I, like, very in a Marvel mood, and I love that she named her dog Steve Rogers. And then she also lies to her family about her and Dominic actually being exes, which I see why, you know, the less people you tell about a thing the better you have a chance of keeping the secret right but it sucks that she has to like lie to her family and everything and then they have to plan their relationship clearly like this is the fun part is like we flipped fake dating on its head because it's fake exes now and so instead of planning like 
how they got together and stuff. They're planning their relationship and how it ended. And they end up ordering pizza and getting drunk. And there's lots of fantasizing about Dominic while discussing their fictional past sex life. And I really appreciate that. Like, I loved all of her fantasies. Like I said earlier, the lust in Enemies to Lovers is usually strong off the bat, and I love it. And then Dominic texts Shay, and Shay, in her response to this text, like her mental response, so clearly and obviously likes him, but she doesn't text back. And I'm like, girl, why are you doing that? Like, no, you clearly like him, like actually like him, and yet you're just being weird about it. Though they do trade podcast recommendations, which I love, clearly love a podcast. I am a podcast. (laughs) And then they have their first episode, and the banter in the first episode was just so good. Like, I have it in my notes as all caps, just like the banter in their first episode, because it was amazing. I should have pulled like a quote or something, and now the book is too far away for me to actually get it. But I love the banter in their first episode, and I love that their episode blows up. Like, I love that for them. I need to come up with an idea for a podcast that will blow up so that my take will also blow up so that I don't have to go to grad school. But, you know, I love it for them. Definitely a little jealous, but I love it for them. And then I also love that Ruthie, who is their amazing producer, I love Ruthie, she's such an amazing character, I love how she's developed through the entire thing, and we see her relationship, and we see her relationship with Shay continue and grow in that friendship, and I love that she continues with them the entire time, but I love that she has the idea about doing an episode on mixed race dating, clearly I love it, I mean, I haven't dated really I don't know why I said really, because I've never been on a date and I've never kissed anybody, and it's a little embarrassing, but, you know, that's my life. Um, But I'm mixed, so it'll be interesting for me to see when I do start dating and going out with people, the, like, reactions that I get and stuff, especially because I have no clue who the hell I'm going to go out with, right? Like, it'll be very rare, I think, if I can find somebody who's actually my mix and looks exactly like me in terms of, like, because I know people who are my mix and look very different because you get different aspects of your genes and all that, but I digress. I really like Ruthie's idea, and I really wish, I'm sure there is a podcast out there about this, but I like that she brought it up, and I like that she brought it up from a different perspective, too. I feel like when addressing the topic of being mixed race, it usually comes up in uh, half black, half white uh, people or couples, couples who where one person is black and one person is white, or people who are half black and half white. And I feel like there's being mixed is so broad, and there's so many different ways you can be mixed that it's nice to see it from her perspective. As I want to say, she was Asian. I think I can't remember entirely, but I know it wasn't like a. I'm pretty sure it wasn't like a black or white perspective. And so I loved seeing that too. And Ruthie is amazing, basically. I've just been chatting this entire time to say that Ruthie is amazing and I love her. Also, if you want more thoughts on me talking about like being mixed race and mixed race representation in books, because this went out pretty recently. I mean, pretty recently in my time, so like a little further in the past New Year time, but my episode on a model fiance, my uh, bottom shelf episode on a model fiance. So for those of you who don't know, I have like a mini series on IGTV called The Bottom Shelf, and it's smaller, shorter reviews on books and TV, music, and movies that don't make it into being full-length podcast episodes, and I have an episode that just went out on the book A Model Fiancé, and in that, the main character is, not the main character, the love interest is 
mixed race and he's half white half Indian and the author does a terrible job portraying him and so I have like a 10 minute rant on the bottom shelf talking about mixed race representation in books and stuff so if you want to hear more about that go check that out and follow me on Instagram it's at underscore my take now I'm done with my plug I promise um after Ruthie has her amazing idea we see the master jar for Dominic and I love that I love that that's a thing I love it I love that they turn his obsessive talking about his master's degree into something really good because they donate all the money to charity. And then they go on their, like, aphrodisiac, low-key sensory deprivation restaurant date thing. So they have to feed each other chocolate truffles. And, like, this whole setup of this restaurant was very weird. But I, I loved the fact that they were forced into feeding each other. And then he invites her to drinks to celebrate them getting into the top 100 podcast on Apple. And Shady declines and then waits for him to say another time, but he doesn't. So I don't get why she doesn't say, oh, another time. Because, like, girl, go out and take what you want. I mean, I probably would totally defer to a guy in a relationship. I don't know about that. But, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any experience in this. But I feel like I would not, like, ask somebody out. I don't know. But, like, you know, I can give advice to fictional characters without my having my own experience so girl take what you want and go like ask him you know like I was very mad with all this Shay was handling a lot of this so Shay then goes home and gets tipsy on Rosé and has to come pick up a very drunk Dominic because he was sad that she didn't go drinking with him and then they kiss and you know of course as the way is with these books they have to decide that they're gonna just forget it happened which like fuck you and fuck off And then, like, just the kiss was so good, and the way he complimented her hair, and he flicked her hair tie, and it was just so, like, steamy for a first kiss, too, and I was very here for it, and it was amazing. And then, later at work, Dominic mentions lavender, which is what her shampoo smells like, so it's like, you can't go from saying we're just gonna forget to get this kiss to mentioning what her shampoo smells like. And also, he defends Shay from the hate caller and admits that he's interested in someone on air. And Shay clearly gets very sad and jealous that it's not her when clearly it is her. And it's like, y'all are being so fucking stupid. He's dropping all these hints and you won't listen and da 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 da. Like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate when it's like, this is such a cliche. And I, I like. I don't know. I don't think it's a great cliche when one of the characters is like, yeah, I'm interested in somebody in front of the other one. And the other one's like, fuck off. I missed my chance. I hate this. Like, he's not into me. I knew it. Da, 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 da. And then later he's the person who was like, oh, I was interested in you. Was like, it was clearly you, you idiot. Like, I hate this cliche so much. And then Shay and Ruthie in the midst of this bond. And then the one and only one decent thing Kent does is that he sends Shay and Dominic on their weekend trip to get to know each other. And Dominic is able to calm Steve Rogers in the storm. And he admits everything that happened with his ex and how he's really lonely, which was such a nice vulnerable moment. And I love that. And then, of course, we get the whole one bed issue. And there's late night talking. But there is no waking up in each other's arms. And I swear to God, people have stopped doing this. And it's like, why? The whole, like, I woke up and my pillow was a lot harder than I thought it was. And it smells a lot better. And it's also a lot warmer. And it doesn't let me snuggle into it. Like, that cliche is so good. And I love it so much. And people have stopped doing it. It's really not fair. We don't get that. But we get the truly happy picture at the end of the hike. 
And then the whole you have no idea how fucking perfect you are line, which leads to intense making out. But they don't have a condom, so they choose to just get each other off instead, which I very much so appreciate because there's been other books where it's like, eh, whatever, we don't have a condom, we're still going to do it. Like, no, practice safe sex, kids. Like, I was very proud of them for still actually doing something, but not doing something that could result in pregnancy. And it was still steamy as fuck, and I loved it. Like, the smut in this book was great. And then they get back, and Ken agrees to Shay's show on dating and grief only because Dominic backs it, which, like, fuck you, Kent, you're a sexist pig and I hate you. And then, okay, this was one of my biggest points of issue with this book, was they get sent a bunch of sex toys to the office in hopes of potential sponsorships because they are a dating show. And the fact that these sex toys then never come up in a smut scene with Dominic and Shay is a crime. I swear to God, they were setting this up and I was so excited. I was like, she's going to take one home and Dominic's going to use it to torture her or something's going to happen, but it's going to be great and there's going to be a scene with a sex toy and you can't just like, sex toys need to be Chekhov's gun. Like, if you're going to have a sex scene or a sex toy be sent to your office and a bunch of sex toys be sent to your office, you can't not then have the sex toy be used. That's, that's not how it works, right? Like, if there's a gun in the first act, by the third act, it has to be shot. If there's a sex toy, by the end of the book, it has to be used. So I was not happy about that because there was such a big opportunity there and it didn't get used and I was a little mad. But Shay does go to his place for homemade pizza and has her first oral sex orgasm. So like, you know, there's some smut. And then after that, there's really good actual sex and they agree to do casual which like fuck casual you both know you actually want a relationship so why the fuck you're suggesting casual I don't know but I did appreciate the smut and I appreciated the fact that he makes homemade pizza because I need to find me a guy who makes homemade pizza because homemade pizza is very good and takes a lot of work and so I love that Dominic does that and then Amina gets the job in Virginia and I love Amina and I was super excited for her but it leads to a necessary but very sad airing of feelings fight, and Amina was right, and Shay was right, and these fights are always hard because I feel like both friends are always right, and they have a right to their emotions and their opinions, and they need to be heard, and it is valid, but it sucks because it takes such a toll on the main character. But because of this fight, she asks Dominic to come over, and he does, with her favorite takeout, too, and he stays the night, but instead of having sex, they just kiss, and it's, like, weirdly more intimate now that they've decided to do casual, the fact that they're just spending the night, like, with each other and not actually sexing. Is that a verb? Having sex? Whatever. But he then also invites her to meet his family, and, like, see, y'all aren't casual, because if you were casual, he wouldn't have agreed to come over in your time of need, he wouldn't have brought your favorite takeout, and he wouldn't have invited you to see his family. But for some reason, they're both trying to perpetuate this idea of being casual. And then, on top of going to see his family, Dominic shows Shay his Beanie Baby collection. Which, like, see how more not casual can you get? Like, none of you are sending out casual vibes. I don't know why you've, like, mocked this up as casual, but it's not. And then, Shay... Oh my god. I... 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 I mm, 
at his family's house starts freaking out about liking him for real which like first of all duh you've liked him since like long before you pretended to be exes and now you're like holy shit i like him like yeah girl welcome to the club we've all known and then because she has this freak out she's super testy and wants space and ends the fucking casual which like why like what she doesn't explain if she had explained that she wanted more and Dominic hadn't been able to give that to her and then she was like okay well I can't do this just casual and ended it that would have been one thing but she offers no fucking explanation she's just like I'm done like no you're supposed to tell him you want more and if he doesn't want it then sure you get to be done because you deserve somebody who loves you for all of you and will want to take that next step with you but when you don't even fucking explain it like fuck you get out of here no and then like I appreciate that after this Shay jumps into her like promoting the show and the grief episode turns out really well and stuff and like she's being super productive but I was so mad at her too and I was like fuck your productivity you should be productive and be happy because he totally would have said yes if you had said I want more and she gets super sad that she can't celebrate with him and I'm like girl this is your own doing and then they finally talk finally and agree that they both want more and are together and then we time jump to Austin for PodCon, and they decide that they're going to out the fact that they're back together, and I was like, okay, yeah, maybe you could have taken this time to explain everything, but yeah, that's fine. And then also in Austin, Dominic watches Shay get herself off while thinking about him, and as is with the rest of the book, this mutt is very good. And then on stage at PodCon, they're asked about the lie because fucking Kent sends out a tweet from their social media outing the fact that they were never together and never broke up, so they were never exes. And when Shay is answering this question, Dominic just freezes because he has really bad stage fright. And so it becomes this whole thing, and we go up and we meet with Kent, and we learn that fucking Kent did this because he didn't want to lose the show to bigger networks but now he can only keep either Shay or Ruthie part-time so like fuck you and I was very 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 happy that Shay quit on him right then and there and then we get back to her and Dominic's hotel room and I get that she's yelling at Dominic and ending things like the first time she was ending things I was not happy about it the second time I get it because she really did need that support in that moment and he wasn't there for her so I wasn't happy about it but I get it and then she goes to her mom's wedding and she makes up with Amina, which I love for her. And then she meets up with Paloma too and she hangs out with Ruthie. So I love that we see that like she's expanding her social network and she's going to be okay even if she doesn't get back with Dominic, even though we know she's all going to get back with Dominic. But like we see that like, okay, she could be okay on her own. And then Dominic on one of the pledge drives apologizes on air and tells Shay that he loves her. And so Shay... Shay shows up. That's kind of difficult to say. And so Shay shows up. And so Shay shows up. Why did I phrase it like that? Shay goes to the radio station and they swear on air. And so the radio station is getting a bunch of fines and they admit that they love each other and they kiss and Dominic quits. And it was like this magical, amazing scene. And then 
three months later, we have the epilogue, and they are moving in together and have a new podcast called Relationship Goals, and they have poached Ruthie, so Ruthie is their producer, and I'm super excited, and I love it. And I would read a sequel called Relationship Goals, where we see them making their podcast and just living their life, you know? So, to wrap up this episode, the book was adorable. I loved it. The smut was great, as I've said multiple times. I mean, they really did miss the opportunity with the sex toy thing, but the smut was great. And the writing was fun and funny and cute, and it was about radio and podcasts, and clearly I'm a podcast, so I love a book about podcasts. So, yeah, I have been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram. And please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.